Welcome back, everybody, to Behind the Emerald Veil podcast with Ali and Mandy um, from Soul Star Energy Collective. We are intuitives, we are healers, and we are spiritual teachers um, here to connect you back to your soul and to back to your inner wisdom. Um, this week, we are excited. We have a special guest on today. Um, her name is Christine McGlinchey. Um, and she is an author, an intuitive teacher, an energy healer, and she also um, does like works with spirit babies and womb healing. And so this is what we're kind of going to be talking about today is spirit babies and everything that that entails. Um, so welcome, Christine. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about today's conversation. We yeah. are too. We are too. <laughs> so why don't we get the conversation started with just kind of sharing a little bit about like what the concept of a spirit baby is, just so the listeners out there um, kind of understand where the conversation is going to go today. Yeah, absolutely. So my experience with spirit babies, my perspective on spirit babies is that they are our future ancestors. And so what are so what are ancestors interested in? Ancestors are interested in moving the lineage forward. Each generation heals something that the other generation might not have had the opportunity to experience, but also not only from an individual perspective, but a collective perspective. Spirit babies are here as our future ancestors to move us forward as a species. So as we can see from world events and history as it repeats itself, we're really being called to break patterns, mm -hmm. break cycles. And these children are very much the architects and the engineers of the new earth and the new way of being as a as a species, as humanity. So cool. I love I never, that. I never th thought about it like that. And it's so true. Like they are the ones that are coming forward and they're going to be coming forward in a very different time. Um, and that's just like, that's fascinating. I love that. Mm -hmm. They're powerful beings. Yeah. yeah. So how do you know, Christine, if there is, um, if, if somebody was to have a spirit baby or a baby in spirit kind of around them or waiting to come earthside and how, how would you tell? So there are so many different ways that a spirit baby tries to communicate with you. Most often it's through a dream or a vision, mm -hmm. but also a lot of my clients tell me that they just have this strong sense of knowing that they just have this heightened intuition. And interestingly enough, even if you are not in a state of consciously conceiving, even if it's, you know, you're not actively trying to conceive spirit babies can come to you years before they are quote unquote ready or contracted to come earthside because in many ways spirit babies are preparing us not only for motherhood but for the lessons that they come with right mm -hmm. so a lot of us can can say how very triggering motherhood is <laughs> but i find it to be so cool and so fascinating that we are in a state of consciousness or awakening where we're actually starting that bond way before we make that decision to conceive. And so we have this heightened relationship and bond with our spirit, quote unquote, baby, who really is an older soul. Like they've been around for ages and lifetimes. 
you know, so we're able to benefit from their wisdom through clarity and guidance. And so often they'll appear in dreams, visions, signs, synchronicities, like everywhere I go, people are talking about babies everywhere I go. I'm hearing this name, right? So kind of like the same signs and synchronicities that we apply to our spirit guides or our spirit teams. That's also how spirit babies might come through. Mm. So your spirit baby is usually connecting with you or sending you synchronicities and messages be like, even without you even realizing that that's who it is that could be happening. Right. And I find it too, it's in those moments of really deep transition. So when you're feeling called to do like a major life transition or change, for instance, like you're looking to leave your job or start a new career, you are relocating, you are even coming out of a relationship. It's usually in these states of transition because what spirit babies need from us is transformation. They Mm -hmm. need a new path to open up and for us to be ready and willing to take that journey with them. Mm-hmm. That And is spirit what? babies like they're part of your soul family on the other side? Would you Absolutely. Say? Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it was curious with that, like if a spirit baby doesn't come earth side, like there's, you know, obviously like on the other side with their soul family, we come up with all these contracts and we're like, you're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then it's mm-hmm. kind of like, if that doesn't come to fruition, it's kind of like, I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, oh, that you kind of like let down that spirit uh, to be yeah. like, oh, sorry, you didn't get to play out the role that we kind of like made a pack on the other side to, to play out. Mm-hmm. And so like, does that, how does that affect that spirit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great question. And I will say nothing in the realm of spirit, including spirit babies is black and white. There are so many different variations, gosh, unique paths, unique stories, anything is possible. Right. And, and each of our stories, I've done hundreds of spirit baby readings and I'm still amazed. Every person I read is so different, is so unique. Their story their future, right? What they're meant, how they're meant to experience motherhood is so different. Mm. And in that sense, before I touch on soul contracts, I also just want to say that, you know, some spirit babies who reincarnate also can be new to this earth. So metaphysically speaking, you know, some of us come from other uh, constellations, other galaxies. Some of us relate to having a cosmic lineage, being star seeds. So sometimes I like can identify this is a really ethereal earth being who is reincarnating. You've shared many past lives with your family. Like that's the soul family part of it. Like you are contracted to come through again. But then there are times where this is a new soul. This is a new being. They're new here to earth. So uh, vibrationally speaking, they're at a high, higher vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, as a child, they may be a little more difficult, you know, to a little more challenging, a little more triggering because they're very curious. They have no fear. Like they're experiencing everything for the first time. So they, you know, they might be um, highly sensitive or volatile children, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's, it's also very important that we understand the depth of, wow, this is like their first time on earth. And they're here to shift me and the collective forward. And so they could be a star being that's not necessarily, you know, contracted to our soul family, so to speak. Mm, Okay. Interesting. And yeah, it's really interesting. And with the 
you know, soul contracts. So spirit babies are looking essentially to have their criteria met there. They have a checklist. Each of us had our own personal checklist coming into our lives. So sometimes people are, well, why did I choose my parents? Why would a soul reincarnate into something so horrible or so painful or so? And it's hard. The the human experience is hard. I do not discount it. I do not bypass it. The human experience is just so excruciating, like excruciatingly, like difficult on so mm-hmm. many different levels. Agreed. But, you know, but as <laughs> souls too, we are learning lessons and yes, the pain and the trauma, it's, it's, it comes with it, right? Like it's the polarity of life. Mm-hmm. So there are so many factors, so many reasons why a, a, a baby might come through into something really volatile or, or harmful, but it it all comes down to that contract. So when we're thinking about conception and consciously conceiving, we're looking at a, a spirit baby's contract. We're looking at our contract. We're looking at our partner and you might not have a birthing companion. Maybe you're a single woman who decides to have a baby by yourself, yeah. but there's so many like, you know, we're c- connected to this divine matrix and there is a blueprint essentially that our soul has, but we do have free will. So sometimes we're going to deter from that blueprint and we're going to build something else over here. (laughs) But, you know, the universe has a way of course, correcting us and like keeping us on like the general surroundings of that blueprint. Yeah. And so the same very much is true for spirit babies and the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. That's so fascinating. So you touched a little bit on conscious conception Mm -hmm. what do you mean by conscious conception and what like what is the process of conceiving consciously I guess so what has been really heightened in my work and illuminated for me is that motherhood begins before we even try to conceive and so that bond that we're creating with our spirit baby that's preparing us for motherhood first of all why like why are we in a generation of of people who needs to be prepared for motherhood And I feel like for many reasons, because one, again, our ancestral lineages, our legacies, our culture really needs to shift forward. We have to stop perpetuating the same harmful narratives and cycles that we have been because it is not sustainable to the earth, to each other. So a lot of my clients feel the weight of this responsibility, so to speak, because a lot of us are the guardians of our lineage we are really here to like shatter all the molds break the patterns because we have to Mm -hmm. we we really do Mm -hmm. and so consciously conceiving is that knowledge and when I think about my journey it's in knowing like wow I have some fears or some resistance or hesitancy to motherhood you know for for me I buried my desire of being a mother behind my career behind toxic relationships because I didn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't feel like I was worthy enough of having a child. So I said, I'm just not going to have one, even though like my soul is like, what are you talking about? Like you're meant to be a mother, but like my ego, my Mm. situation, I didn't think I was capable of it. And so I, I see so clearly how my daughter was like sending me those signs, the synchronicities, the people that would help me heal Mm -hmm. so that I can consciously conceive her by preparing my mind, preparing my body, preparing my spirit for it. Mm. Had I not done that work and having, you know, a daughter who's very much a higher vibrational being, a healer, a light worker who's super rebellious. She's only four, but I'm like, (laughs) 
he's done this before. He's like so rebellious, so challenging. If I didn't do any of that healing work, I would be so triggered. I would be like breaking nervous breakdown all the time, you know? So I, I know why one, a daughter came to me first and and two, how I, you know, there is some preparation that we get to do coming into motherhood, because if we look at our mothers, if we look at our grandmothers, women, a generation of women who didn't have choices, a generation of women who couldn't actually decide for themselves, whether they were ready or wanting to become moms, you know, that those emotional wounds, that, that emotional trauma that we kind of grew up with as normal yeah. in our society this this new earth parent is also very in tune and aware of that. They are aware that we need to deconstruct these patterns, that we can't parent our children the same ways that we were parented. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. True. Yeah, that's very true. I, uh, you know, I sit here and listen and I think, man, I know Mandy and I have said this many times that we wish we had our awakening prior to having our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you sit here and think, I'm like, trying to think back being like, was, I just can't even think of like my kids, you know, the spirit babies communicating with me and all that stuff before. And, you know, even things like, you know, I always wanted a daughter. I got two boys. I definitely see now I was why I got two boys. I was meant for that, but you know, like all of those things. And I'm like, damn, I wish I had done my awakening so much <laughs> earlier but to be like aware of that mm-hmm. you know all of it coming in and so well, yeah your children it's... got the mother that they needed no yeah, matter true. what your, true. your children got the mother that they needed for sure yeah yeah and I guess I guess yeah and you're right and I think you know definitely even being unconscious to the awakening um I do notice that my parenting I was driven a certain way to have it be different right raising boys I was very very um, ingrained in me that I didn't want to have stereotypes of boys. I wanted my boys to be able to, you know, have emotion and I wasn't going to fall into this macho, um, this macho-ness that, you know, boys can't cry or boys can't do this and all those things. And so that was like ingrained in me. Um, and so I guess in a way, because that was my contract was we're bringing forward a different type of um, and raising the child a different type of way versus mm-hmm. what I was grew up with type of thing. So yeah, kind sure. of like it works out anyways. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. I think I look back and go, oh, that makes more sense. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when you were talking there, Christine, I did I did have a question pop into my head because you were talking about how like for your experience, you um you really felt like for a long time, you, you didn't want to have children and your, your fear, like your ego was really loud. And I'm thinking of the people who have maybe have a hard time conceiving because there's um, definitely been times where people have come for, to us for readings and, you know, questioning about conceiving and stuff like that. And we really feel like there's a lot of healing that needs to be done before the spirit baby will come through. Mm -hmm. Is that what you see in your practice as well? And can you touch a little bit about on like, on the spirit baby, maybe guiding them to do some of this healing so that they're more prepared for, for their, for them to come earth side. Yeah, absolutely. Over the years, I've identified three major areas that women, I don't want to say struggle with, but find challenging because of our histories, not only our own ancestral or cultural 
woundings or traumas, but as a collective of women who throughout history have just been suppressed and oppressed and burned at the stake and Mm -hmm. all the things taken from our families, forced into marriage or childhood, you know, having children. So usually there's some kind of ancestral layer, an ancestral pattern, limiting belief, or like a karmic cycle that we get to process, be aware of, acknowledge in order to move forward. There is some sort of like societal, maybe stigma or trauma. Maybe um, there's a career that you're in, but not because you want to be in it, but be because society told you you have to be in it and your family mm-hmm. told you you have to be in it. You know, there's like a societal element to it of us not expressing our needs, desires, wants, and actually going forward on like our true soul's path and pursuing our purpose. And then there's that feminine wound that I was talking about, you know, the feminine wounds of us being so oppressed, us not being able to express ourselves, not, uh, not feeling worthy of something. And so slowly over time, the three of these layers compound energetically. So it'll, it'll turn into like a protection mechanism in our heart. Mm. It'll turn into physical manifestations in our wombs of the PCOS, the endometriosis, which sometimes also epigenetically speaking is transgenerational trauma. You know, we see like hereditary effects of womb trauma and womb healing. So, you know, these three layers and anyone who's listening to this today can kind of start unpacking like, what are you, what are you sitting with? What are you holding on to that isn't yours? Is there any forgiveness that wants to come through? And not only for other people, but sometimes for ourselves, because I find a lot of the time with my clients who are on maybe their second round of IVF, who've been actively trying to conceive for like five, six years and nothing has been happening yet, or who have, you know, kind of like mysterious illness or like unexplainable infertility is a big one nowadays, right? Yeah. Like a lot of women are having like unexplainable infertility. And often, you know, energetically, in order to receive not only communicating with our spirit baby through our intuition or mediumship, but in our physical body, we have to create the space for it. And if we're holding on to so many wounds and all of this trauma, we're actually not open. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not energetically open to receiving or inviting their, them in. So I find through like the energy healing, the processing, and again, remembering that we're mind, body, and spirit. What is your mind need? Is there a specific modality that you feel called to? Is it a journaling practice, a meditation practice for your spirit? Is it seeking a reading, intuitive guidance, counseling, yoga, breath work? You know, acupuncture is great for the body, the physical body. What is the physical body asking of you? Is it a cleanse? Is it a detox? Because we hold on to so much and we really are a society of women who are more aware to it now and willing to do the feminine practices. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time we're trapped in our masculinity. And that's what I'll see first and foremost. Like, and I could relate because this was me. Like I was literally trapped in my corporate career, masculine energy, competition, analytics, producing results, goal oriented, you know, and our, like our energy is literally like, you're not even a woman. Like this is (laughs) so masculine that you can't trust, surrender, receive, which is what we need for conception. We literally need to be able to receive 
we're blocking it. It's we're I, I gotta it. I gotta say this is kind of like crazy. Um, today I did a card reading uh, that we do. You know, your weekly card reading, yeah. and um, and and this is going to be this is this podcast is going to be aired you know a week and a half from now, so it's not the same day. But um, the card I pulled was the the womb. And the divine feminine and that the messages I was receiving, there was three different messages, but one, the, the last one was a collective message talking mm-hmm. about bringing in that divine feminine, that the, the wounded divine masculine has been just in overdrive and we're needing to connect. We're needing to bring this back in and really focus the card was like, or the message was really focusing on the womb space mm-hmm. on the sacral chakra and connecting to that part of ourselves as a collective male, female, whatever it is, but we're needing to, the, the, they're really wanting to call in to bring in this balance. So I just find that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nothing is, um, nothing is coincidence that, you know, then we're talking about this, like bringing in and I'm like, Oh my God, that's the message I received today. So it's so important. It's so important. And you know, like our womb, the way I always like try to describe it to my clients, it's like a fanny pack that we're wearing, but like over time we're collecting stuff in our fanny pack and we're never emptying it out. So it's like our fanny pack is like at its capacity. Yeah. And we need to start clearing out some of the clutter. It's like Mm. most of it doesn't even belong to you. It's like things, bits and pieces like you picked up from other people and your your family and your ancestors. Your own mom, right? Like your own mom just like planting in there. Yeah. Everything. Everything is absorbed in the womb. The womb is creation, abundance, joy, pleasure, happiness, literally a huge gateway and a huge portal. And you know, when I was experiencing my awakening and we're not even taught to connect to that place of us first Mm -hmm. and foremost. So that contributes to how uncomfortable we are about our womb. First of all, absolutely. like not even recognizing that it is a piece of us. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it operates. I don't know what it does, but I know that I'm not supposed to use it because society keeps telling me like, don't get pregnant. Like, is that, isn't that the first message we hear as girls? Oh, you take gosh, this birth yeah. control so you can regulate your period. And it's like Don't the biggest pregnant. fear. Like mm-hmm, I, yeah. I, I remember when I finally was trying to get pregnant mm-hmm. and I was like, for how long? It was my biggest fear. And I was like, you know, you get that moment of like, oh my God, am I pregnant? And it was, and it constantly consumed you. Like, mm-hmm. and, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm pulling all the, you know, restrictions and it doesn't happen. And I remember being like, what the? And I'm like, why did I think? You know, it was so easy to get pregnant and I was so scared that like one little mishap and then you go and you pull out all the things, all the stops and it doesn't happen. And I Mm -hmm. was like, it just felt like I was like, man, why were you so worried? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy, but it is so ingrained into us, right? Like it Mm -hmm. it really is. And, you know, it makes me wonder because I feel like infertility has become bigger and more prevalent um in our generation Mm -hmm. than it ever has and so I'm like what like why now why is it such a big like I I think all of us can say we've known somebody who struggles many Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's like and I've often sat there and wondered like what the heck is going on like why is it so hard now for women to conceive you know, and I know that there's probably, yes, there's the external factors for sure. Um, I bet that we are, that we have 
in our society but you know talking about even just this this releasing and it's like makes me think is it ancestral buildup that we're having to kind of like it's like enough is enough and we have to release it yeah. you know and I think it's a combination of all of it, like the ancestral stuff for sure, because we're not meant to perpetuate the same cycles. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that wake up call, that alarm clock of um, also like the feminine wounding. Like a lot of my clients are feel trapped in the masculine. They're not expressing themselves. They're not standing up for themselves. There's a lot of reclamation that we're yeah. doing as a generation mm-hmm. of women. And so that takes time. You know, and it's really heavy stuff that we're reclaiming. We're literally reclaiming our femininity. We're reclaiming our power. We're reclaiming ourselves, our our rights, our our choices, our intuition. So that's why we're also seeing like these very sacred things that we've lost coming back full circle, like women who are wanting to experience home births, free Mm -hmm. births, like all of these things that were like completely normal, but you know the patriarchy western medicine all of these like very masculine structures came in and kind of like eradicated again our power and our choices Mm -hmm. and we're starting to advocate and put that to the forefront again so you know in order to do that with change comes healing yeah Yeah. I love that because it is true and we've been talking about this on the podcast recently with like we're doing a series on uh, or we I guess we would just finish a series on witches and mm. and really connecting to that power and reclaiming your power and you know the word witch is a, a fear-based word um but really that it's it's basically the patriarch fearful of the power right. that a woman actually holds within them and then trying to suppress that power through centuries and it really feels like women are taking back their power and reclaiming that power again, just by learning about this sort of stuff and, and doing the healing work. So this mm-hmm. feels like a really um, divinely timed message to kind of like come off. It is. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. But I'm curious, like, as you're talking about womb, like the womb and how much we hold within that womb space and in reconnecting to it, would you say that you've seen like a specific kind of healings that you do most in it within the womb like are you seeing a lot of inner child in there are you seeing mostly ancestral or is it a combination of of many what what would you say the the top healings that you do within the womb are right so first and foremost it's seeing that you are separate or disconnected from your Mm. womb so first and foremost Mm. like in my when I'm working with a client one-on-one we're gonna take a journey to the womb and we're gonna connect with the womb we're going to listen to her we're gonna let her show you we're gonna explore the womb so that you can feel that connection and you could feel that power that's been there the whole time Mm. but it's been ignored or dormant And from there, once we connect to the womb space and acknowledge her and say, wow, like there's a remembering here from there, spirit will show you like, Mm -hmm. okay, now that, you know, now that you've been to the womb, what is the next step? Maybe it is, uh, identifying some of these really heavier ancestral narratives that are blocking you. Maybe it's your relationship to your mother Maybe it's a generation or a lineage of women who didn't get to choose their partners 
maybe, you know, it's a woman who is like in a relationship that she kind of just settled for, but there's Mm -hmm. fear. She doesn't want to leave this relationship. She's been in it for seven years. She wants to have a baby. How is she going to leave her relationship now? She's getting older because now you're 35 and you're a geriatric pregnancy, you know? (laughs) So like from the human experience, it's like, this doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. But as souls and our intuition, usually your intuition will never make sense. Like, forget mm-hmm. it. Like your, your logical mind, your ego is going to say that's stupid, but your intuition knows better. Your soul knows better. So, you know, sometimes we'll go the ancestral route or other times it is in that feminine wounding or connecting literally to your purpose. Like what costume have you been wearing this whole time that like, let's change out of that, right? Like, let's put on your real clothes now. Mm-hmm. So even like the masks or the identities that we hide behind mm-hmm. are what wants to be shed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from there we'll do, maybe it's a former self-healing. So we could start identifying like the inner child stuff that wants to come through or, you know, anything that that wants to come through there. And again, a lot of it is like reclaiming, like making sure your feminine energy centers, like your, your third eye, your heart and your womb are actually like balanced and working together and that your masculine structures are working together. So you could start finding that harmony. Um, you know, it makes me, while you were talking about the womb space. So, you know, it makes me realize like, this is just as important, you know, for somebody that's not looking to conceive, um, that, you know, us as women are being called to connect to that and heal that. So if anybody's, cause I, in my, I could hear somebody saying like, Oh, but what if I'm not like conceive, like I can just ignore it. And it's like, no, I'm like, I feel like this, there's this importance of us. So even if you have conceived, even if you you're done that, even if you're retired and you're mm-hmm. a female listening to this and there, it's like, I feel like there's, we're being called to connect to this space and mm-hmm. to heal this space that's been ignored, um, for a very long time. Right. Like it's, it's something that we're all being, and I'm like sitting there going, shoot, I need to do this. <laughs> I was like, I think I even just said on the card reading today, look on inside timer, connect to reconnecting to your sacral chakra. And that was exactly what was coming through. And I was like, you need to be connecting to your sacral chakra. And so now I'm like, Oh, that was for me too. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. I mean, the sacral chakra, you know, is, is a very heavy chakra it's very there's a lot happening in it but it's how we move forward it's how we experience our humanity and so that's why it's really important you know even if you don't want to become a mom so going back to like free will and spirit babies sometimes spirit babies will appear in a woman's energy even if she's made the conscious decision no I'm not going to be a mom in this lifetime I've had a client who was single she made the conscious choice to not have children, but she had a spirit baby around her. And she was so curious as to why the spirit baby was working with her. Mm -hmm. And when we connected to the spirit baby, what came through was that she was actually the spirit baby's great aunt. So I asked her if she had any nieces and she told me she had two nieces who she was really close with. And she took on as her own and so that baby was actually contracted to one of her nieces Mm. but the baby was working through her during this really 
pivotal time in her career where she was transitioning careers. And this baby was helping her create some of that transition so that in turn she could, you know, eventually guide and lead her nieces. Wow. And, and one day be the aunt. Yeah. It was, it was really fascinating. Mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's a great story. So let's just share then that uh, the- Mandy's like, I love that great story. <laughs> oh, Moving like, on. No, but like, um, let's talk about what's happening. Well, because <laughs> the story is, is kind of tied to probably what's going on with me. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a spirit baby that's been around me recently and it's come in like, it came in, I'd say when I was 37 and our trusted psychic, Miss Tammy <laughs> brought me, brought this awareness to me. She's like, oh, you're going to have a baby in three years. And I was like, what? No, I'm not. That's ridiculous. I'm going to be 40. I'm not having any more children. I already have two. I'm done. And she was like, okay, maybe it's your inner child. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So it was a, it was a conversation that we had. And then, um, you know, I, 40 came and went and I did not conceive. I did not have another baby, but I did birth like Ali and I guess soul star baby soul star. And then later Ali and I took soul star and, you know, made it what it is today. So I had just birthed a little baby business um, around 40. And then just recently this baby spirit babies kind of come back around into my awareness. And I just, you know, I had a tarot reading um, in early September and she, it, the baby came forward three times in this reading. And so I've been, you know, I've been feeling the baby. I've been connecting to it. I've, I've received some messages from it, but I still like, you know, your ego gets in the way when you're trying to connect to your own, you know, your, your own self. Um, but like Nick and I made a conscious decision not to have any more children. And we, we put things in place so that we wouldn't have any more children so to think about having another baby at my age now, which is 42, is, um, you know, it's intriguing and it's interesting, but I can see how the baby has been working with me since, um, since, you know, I was 40, but specifically through the transitions, like you were just talking about, Christine, like through the major life transitions, because last year I let go of a big corporate role and I was did a lot of surrendering and a lot of healing. And it was, it was like last year was a lot of, a lot of releasing and surrendering and healing. And it was a little bit messy for me, (laughs) but I can see kind of like how this spirit baby's been guiding me that way. And also, you know, if this baby was to come forward in my life now, I would be so honored to be pregnant and to bring this baby earthside and to be its mother and help support its purpose on this planet in this moment however that version of me from two years ago when I was 40 would have been terrified of the judgment of others for being pregnant at that age and then starting all over again and how are we going to do this so I can see there's a a difference there right Um, but it's interesting because now to consider that maybe the spirit baby isn't necessarily here to come earthside but possibly is um an ancestor of mine that is working with me to help support um you know maybe my daughter or maybe one of my nieces so I'm gonna have some work to do and go back in and and connect to it and see see what's really up (laughs) so I didn't even have that awareness that it may not be your baby Mm -hmm. it may just be that which is really cool yeah 
Yeah. So cool. And, and this baby too, um, even as you were just talking, like their presence is like really strong, but really tied to your career, like really tied to mm. your career and your purpose. Like mm. that is what they are helping you move forward in. And, you know, you touched on like that judgment of mm-hmm. that judgment piece, which is huge. Yeah. So I feel like that's a really good segue into like what happens with abortions and yes. stillbirths and miscarriages and the other factors of mm-hmm. the journey, right? That are heavier. Um, and there is no judgment in the spirit realm. Judgment is a very human thing mm-hmm. to to do and experience. It's just very like factual. So imagine there's a spirit baby in the spirit realm with like this checklist. Right. And and they're looking for a certain criteria, a certain condition to be met in order for them to come earthside, in order them for them to come through. We did this to a certain degree when we were souls reincarnating, choosing our parents. And so sometimes the the baby is set on a lineage. So mm. like Mandy, as you're saying, this a baby can be attached to your lineage, but you don't have to be the parent. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's your grandchild. Maybe it's your great grandchild, but you know, you're, they're able to work through you and guide you to the outcome that they need. Again, preparing the lineage for what's to come. Sometimes it's a baby who's not attached to the lineage, but is attached to its criteria. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a mom and dad who fit this criteria that'll allow me the opportunity the experiences to fulfill this certain lesson in my lifetime. So in the event of, let's say, a miscarriage, which is heartbreaking and devastating, honestly, Mm -hmm. like there's no way to bypass that experience as a woman trying to conceive as a parent. But, you know, there is some comfort in knowing that one, sometimes the child comes through to just say, hey, I'm here. This is indeed an opportunity so a lot of the time I'll hear um, my clients who are going through like IVF or like some of those chronic illnesses or disease like they'll miraculously get pregnant and they're like oh my gosh like I got pregnant so I know it's possible and that's Mm kind of like the baby telling you like in a material way like look you can do this it's happened before it will happen again it's just not the right time now like Mm -hmm. I just wanted to let you know I'm around you I'm here you can do it. And it's for us to witness and experience what are the emotions that I felt? Was I relieved? Like, oh, okay, I can do it. But I know that it wasn't time for me to have this baby because I have work to do mm-hmm. or because I know that I should have been doing XYZ protocols or taking care of myself this way and I wasn't doing it. So, okay, like now I get to start all over. So usually it's kind of like a teaching moment yeah, for our spirit babies. Like, okay, like, again, you could do this. I'm here, but like, we have work to do. So, cause usually it's a wake up call for us as like, oh, okay, I, I had this miscarriage. Like now I know, like, this is how I move forward in terms of an abortion. Again, we have free will. Mm-hmm. If it's not right for you, it's not right for the baby. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel safe, the baby doesn't feel safe. Spirit yeah. babies very much resonate with commitment, with planning, especially this new earth child that's coming in is like very meticulous very detail oriented so in the case of an abortion what's interesting is and miscarriage any pregnancy loss Mm -hmm. the baby that you've lost 
might not always be the one that reincarnates when you do get pregnant. So let's say mm. you have a girl and uh, the next child is a boy. Either the girl, if she's not attached to your lineage, will move on to another parent who meets the criteria. And we have to understand too, timing. Like mm -hmm. some of these children are really invested in a specific time. So if it doesn't feel right for you and what it feels right for them, and they're just going to kind of like move on to a new parent and there's no guilt, there's no shame. Like this is just the way that it works. Like in us too, as little baby souls, we could have did the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. We all have choice. It's not and like they're sitting there being disappointed because that, we no. don't experience that on the other side. And I yeah. think a lot of people, we, we associate our humanly emotions right. um, to the other side, but that's not how it is on the other side. Like the reason no. we're here is to experience that, but they don't have that out there. So it's very, right. it's very, it can, and it can feel cold. Yeah. In the sense, like to us humans, it could be like, well, that's cold. Like that's kind of like, they're like, no, it's not a big deal. I'm just moving on. Like there's nothing yeah. there. So yeah, it's, it's a tough one to kind of wrap our humanly brains around. Right. But I, you know, I see that. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the spirit realm, they're just, and we have to learn, like once we get on a higher frequency, like everything is love. Mm -hmm. Everything is love. There is no hate. There is no bitterness. There, those are lower vibrational energies. Those are lower vibrational frequencies, spirit, babies, spirits, they, they vibrate on love. So everything is like, I understand, like, I see you, I yeah. like compassion and love. So sometimes, yeah, the baby will reincarnate. Let's say you have three spirit babies in your energy. You are become pregnant with a girl, but then you, you lose the girl. You get pregnant again. You might have a boy this time around. And then the the third pregnancy, maybe the girl comes back, mm -hmm. especially if she's like tied to your lineage and and the the natural progression. But again, it just really depends on like timing um, e and even in adoption and surrogacy, mm -hmm. like everything is so divinely planned. Like mm -hmm. that spirit baby knew it was going to to be adopted. That spirit baby knew. Like I went to this person, even though she dropped me off in front of like a fire station, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Like I knew someone was going to pick me up and I knew I was going to end up with these parents. Like there's, there's, yeah. we have to remember that. Like we think like, oh, it's a baby. Like they don't know. Like these are <laughs> so adult wise. souls. Okay. Yeah. Like they these, know, they know exactly what they're doing. Like they know exactly what they're doing. They yeah. see yeah the bigger picture they see totally. like this is what I'm going into like they signed up for it we signed up for it yeah absolutely and like you know even saying like the the soul that came and was born through a certain mom and then you know left in a fire hall let's say and they knew that they're going to go to and it's like I can hear people saying kind of like uh, well, what's the point? If they knew they were going to end up with those parents, why did they just go with those parents? And what we have to understand is everything is lessons, mm -hmm. right? Everything is lessons. So that mom that birthed the child, it's a lesson that that soul needed to experience, um, as well as the parents that ended up with the soul. It's all of it is lessons. It's all divinely planned. There's no mistakes yeah. that happen with that. And that soul, you know, chose that path, that baby, that spirit baby chose that path to help all the souls involved, right. As yeah. a, as to yeah. learn. So it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. And I think about what that's helpful for people who are adopted to understand mm -hmm. that 
you know, the, the biological parents were just the vessel for you to get to the parents that you currently have. And then vice versa for the people who have adopted children to really allow themselves to feel that connection with that soul, because that was always meant to be their child and always yeah. that soul chose them. So I know that there can be, um, you know, I guess a stigma around a- adoption and it not being their blood. Um, but I, I hope that this conversation helps them release that stigma or release any block that they have in their heart for being able to fully embrace the child that they have, or for the child or anybody who is adopted to be able to fully embrace the parents that they have, because it was always to, meant to be that way. And the biological parents were literally just meant to be the vessel so that they could end up with, with the correct parents in the end. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad we touched on that because that's a whole other part of of spirit babies and, and you know creating a family and and stuff like that. And I, I think even like you t- you talk a little bit about calling in a partner. Um, mm-hmm. So for people who are interested or you know at some point wanting to conceive and consciously conceive and um, but don't have partners, is there a way that they can call in the correct partner for uh, to bring their spirit babies earthside? Yes, so absolutely. And relationships are really interesting from a spirit baby perspective, because I talk a lot about, I work a lot with women. So Mm -hmm. I I speak a lot from the woman's perspective, but I do have couples that come to me for spirit baby reading. So I just want to touch on really quickly that, you know, sometimes it's dad, you know, it's not always the mom. It's not always us as women. Like what's wrong with me? What am I not doing? There's three contracts that we're working with here. So true. The birth partner, the baby, the mom. Yeah. And sometimes I will see that it's actually the dad's energy that is blocking the baby from coming through because he doesn't feel good enough. He doesn't feel like he could provide. He's working through his own karmic or ancestral things, wounds, Mm. And the baby is saying, all right, mom, like we have to hold the space for him. We have to create like the, the, the opportunity. We need to get him help. We need to do the things, you know, to help the father. If that's the contracted father for the baby, you know, other times it's kind of like mm, this relationship isn't it. Right. And going back to that again, well, the fear of leaving this relationship and not finding that birth partner or not being in any kind of relationship, but hey, I have a spirit baby who's helping guide me and and lead me to that outcome. And so with single women, the, the message is usually about what it is that she needs to take care of herself. Sometimes it can be like synchronicity, like, okay, your partner is like a year out. Like there's mm-hmm. like a timeline mm-hmm. of like, you're gonna meet this person in a year, but to prepare, Like, let's start looking at these kind of things. Let's start exploring this path. Let's look into these healing modalities. Everything is like preparing us for what's next. You know, Mm -hmm. when we're connecting with spirit babies, when we're connecting with ancestors, when we're connecting with our guides, they see the long-term vision for us, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is constantly about preparing us for our next version of ourselves. You know, we're always constantly going through a death and rebirth cycle. So- Again, it's it's in all of these 
factors, all of these indicators of, okay, how do I get to the desired result? Like, what am I trying to create for myself? And that's where this vision planning aspect of conception comes in. What life are you trying to create for yourself? What are your core values, beliefs as a family unit, as a parent? What are you, what are your intentions? What kind of guide are are you hoping to be? What patterns are you hoping to break or come out of? Like the babies really love that foundational work of it and that aspect. And that can, you know, be woven together with our current partner, with our future partner. Um, and yeah, so relationships sometimes aren't just us as women, but, you know, very much birthing companions, the partner, the, the father. Mm-hmm. I like that you brought that up with the the father because I'm like, oh yeah, like wait a minute, it's not all on us. I'm like, geez, we have so much pressure as it is. And I didn't even yeah. think of that, thinking like it's not just us healing. Like, yeah, they mm-hmm. for sure there would be healing in their own ancestry and in and, and men alone, like there's a lot there. I bet there's a lot of healing that, but because of society norms and, you know, the patriarchy, you know, we, they avoid, right. Mm -hmm. Because it's not safe to show up in that type of space. So yeah, I love that you brought that up. And that was like, aha for me going, yeah, wait a minute. It definitely, definitely could be the block. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. So smart. (laughs) (laughs) Like, <laughs> as a woman that takes everything on myself I'm like oh yeah I'm like yeah wait a minute I don't have to take that on. <laughs> yeah I and know. I guess I guess a man can do his own sacral healing too because they have course, sacrals yeah. they just don't have wombs but they have sacrals yeah. and yeah. A, you know a sacral energy is um potent for both female and male so yeah, yeah I well, wonder and the divine feminine too right mm-hmm. like talking about the divine feminine like again you know we it's it's funny because we do live in a society that a female like it seems normal and accepting to invite the divine masculine and the divine feminine like that's good yeah like Mm -hmm. or if you need more masculine bring it in but it's again the stereotype of men that it's like oh I'm not bringing in the divine feminine you know like and it's like there so it's kind of again breaking down that part of it to be like you know of course there is just as important for you know a man to have a balance of divine feminine divine masculine type of thing yeah and you know what's really beautiful to witness though I will say is that in this new paradigm of parenting there are a lot of men who are willing and like super Mm. intuitive I would even say more more feminine in their energy yes and sometimes it takes a little bit about of that like masculinity sometimes you know Mm. the gender roles in relationships will be reversed so Mm. you as a woman might find yourself in your masculine and your partner's in his feminine for sure because either one doesn't feel safe to express their healthy traits because they didn't have a foundation or a structure that allowed them to so I will say a lot of the time those relationships those couples will be the woman in her masculine, the man in his feminine. And sometimes that's the healing. Like, hello, remember you're a man and you're a woman, you know, not to yeah. be like gender conformity or any of that. Like no. that goes for non-binary too, you know, just assigning like mm-hmm. the, the energy the and role. the feeling. Yeah. It's the traits yeah. of those, right? That the doesn't traits. make you, you know, like if somebody's like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't, I want a manly man. And it's no. like, you could have a manly man and still they have, they hold 
divine feminine energy. Like absolutely. it's absolutely exists in the same space, mm-hmm. you know, it's it just traits. It's just characteristics, you know, like, um, you know, I've been with men that, you know, they are more the cooker or the homemaker had have more of that desire than, than I do, mm-hmm. but it but would never be like, you know, he's not a manly man. <laughs> I like, yeah, it's, no. it's so like, yeah, we kind of like get lost in, in that I find a bit in society. And again, it's this, it's the stigma. It's the yeah, stigma it's- there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, Christine, your thoughts on like once, once the spirit baby does come Earthside, mm-hmm. like how, how can the mom like is the, is the spirit, is the baby's now not a spirit baby, so it's a, it's a physical baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> but is it must still be communicating with the mother and the father, um, to ensure that you know the healing is has been done or is continuing to be done, and that they're stepping into their they're going to be able to step into their purpose and everything like that. Is there, do you have any advice for new parents who've just brought, you know, a baby earth side and, you know, these babies can't speak and all that sort of stuff. Um, do you have any advice for those uh, parents? Yeah. So it's a really interesting transition from like preconception where you're like communicating with your spirit baby, your spirit baby is like so old and so wise and like, wow, is like <laughs> guiding you. And then you become pregnant and there's kind of like this silence it's yeah. kind of like, hey, baby, where are you at? Like, what's what's going on? And it's interesting to do readings for pregnant women. Have you guys like done readings for pregnant women? No, I don't think I have. It's really no. interesting because, you know, often they'll want to know like, well, like, how am I connected to the baby? And since during that time of pregnancy, you are literally connected, energetically intertwined. The 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 fetus is developing it's quote unquote harder to do like an energy reading on like a baby in utero uh, because of that connection. But we can look at, you know, the contracts and, and read the energy of the mom Mm. to get messages from that baby. Essentially during pregnancy, that's the time to go inward. That is the time of like self-reflection, this hibernation or this void period, if you'll have it of, really nourishing myself, really being attuned to my needs because your needs are the baby's needs. Mm-hmm. And and that's very clear. Like that's the utmost distinction. Like when you are pregnant, your needs, wants, and desires are the baby's needs, wants, and desires. That's like this, a beautiful like harmony and like balance of like being pregnant and just knowing that these children like our children are so much wiser than we give them credit for like how how much in society or how have we been parented where it was like oh you're just a child you don't know anything or oh what do you know you know it's kind of like this bypassing of a child's innate wisdom and so when we start working and connecting with them prior or during the conception period, and we're establishing that bond, when we do become parents, we kind of look at our children like, wow, like you did know more than I do. Like I can like listen and you can show me and you could continue to guide me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like control this narrative. I don't have to be responsible for you because I recognize that we're in this together. Mm-hmm. So- and that 
sorry, I was just going to say, so it's kind of like the parent and the child are co-creating together um, as when the parent or when the baby's, you know, just coming earth side and still being able to connect to the, to the baby that way and, and and being guided by the baby's needs um, in the physical reality. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um. I was just thinking, God, where did my, where did my thought go? <laughs> pull it back, pull it back. Pull I it back. know. I like a thought came in and then it like <laughs> disappeared. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I'm like, I think I lost it. Oh, well, well, we were I talking know. about um, babies coming earth side. I'm um, still being able to receive guidance from them as they're, as they're just newborns. And even, I guess, moving forward uh, as they grow up a little bit and really their higher self, yeah, right? really listening to them. Cause they're so much more open than we are. Cause as parents, we're so bogged down with all the traumas that we've experienced through our lifetime and trying to heal the experiences that we had when they were little or when we were little or that age. So totally. I, I assume like being able to connect and really listen and take, take the, the cues on and guidance from your, from your child as well, and allowing them to be um, who they are who they're meant to be instead of putting them into a box. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I do remember one time um, connecting to um, a friend had asked if I, if I could determine the sex of their sister's baby. And, uh, and so I do remember kind of like pulling forward the energy and, and all of that. And it was crazy because the soul of the baby came through. Like mm -hmm. I was drawn to the womb space and it was like, oh no, we're not talking to her. We're talking to me. And I was like, whoa, that was the first time I'd ever experienced where, cause I was completely connected to the mom and it was like, no, 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 no. We're connecting to me. And, and I, that was such an interesting experience. And now I'm like, Ooh, I want, I want to do I that want like intentionally, like for <laughs> full reading. I'm like, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I love and that. Did the baby have um, guidance for the mom on what the mom needed but, to do? No, no, because I wasn't doing like a, a reading, full reading. reading. Just I was doing gender. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, you know, and it was, and it was right. Like they, mm -hmm. the 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 baby, the spirit ray told me it was a boy, and it was a boy. Um, the 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 other one was they were wanting to, or like trying to determine when the baby would come, and and that was funny because it's kind of like, like I don't know if it's even predetermined. It's like it feels like the the baby's like you know. Part of me wonders, is that even if we're able even to tap into that timeline, because it feels like the baby's kind of like when energetically it feels right, they're going to come forward. And so that can change, you know, so it could, mm -hmm. you know, closer to, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of like, they were not giving that up. What are your thoughts on that, Christine? And I will say in terms of gender, and it's funny because sometimes if a parent is like super fixated on a particular gender, like I have to have a boy, the spirit baby will present itself as gender neutral. Like mm -hmm. I'm not telling like <laughs> if I'm a boy or girl, like you're, you know, because they don't want us to be hyper fixated on a no. particular outcome, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, sometimes it will change. Sometimes they'll present as a boy, but then in utero, they'll become a girl. You yeah. Know? So sometimes that again, nothing is ever black and white with these no. with the spirit realm. You know, there's so many different possibilities, but most of the time it will be the gender that they do reveal to to me or to us. Like the gender yeah. that they say they will be, 
as long as you are like not holding a certain type of expectation or outcome, but just know that sometimes too, they'll, because really gender also is like a human thing. Like mm-hmm. in the spirit realm, oh, it's like, yeah, spirits are gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Like the, again, that is like the tree. That is the characteristics. That's like the manifestation. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that's gender in terms of timing. It is really interesting because most of my clients will be in anywhere from like two years or shorter out mm-hmm. in terms of conception. And sometimes the spirit baby will tell us like there's our, a particular month that they want to be born. I had oh. one client who was, um, I had one client who was experiencing miscarriages mm. and we had multiple sessions. Like we would check in like every six months to see how she was doing. A lot of the healing was predicated on her partner. So this Mm. is one where the partner was doing a lot of healing and the baby, like she was experiencing miscarriage. Like she had a miscarriage in March. The next year she tried, she had another miscarriage in March connecting with the baby. The baby wanted to be born in March. So finally she got pregnant. The baby stayed, um, but sometimes it will be like, they'll tell me like June, they'll tell me a year, like 20, mm. 25. Um, and usually I'm looking at it from the point of conception. Like, when are you going to be conceived or when are you like, I, I usually look at it from the point of conception. Mm. Like, that's what I ask them. Like, what is the point of conception? And they'll tell me a year, two years, six months, even like, uh, with women who are doing IVF or like in between rounds of IVF, the baby will say, look, just like wait the rest of the year, wait six months and then try again or, Mm -hmm. or don't do IVF. Like give yourself a little break, try naturally for a little bit. And then in six months, if, if you feel called to IVF then do that, but then usually they'll get pregnant like during that break Mm -hmm. or that cycle. So we can, you know, we can deter, like they will say like, okay, I'm going to be conceived in this window, but again, free will. And it's, it's about how, how much are you willing to put in? Like how much are you going into this path too? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it makes sense even with the soul wanting to be born at a certain time, um, with the constellations and where, you know, like, you know, I want to be born so that I hold these traits or whatever. Like, of right. course, that totally makes sense. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. Astrology is a huge part of it. Like some babies are like, some babies are like during the new moon, during the full moon, like astrology. And I'm by no means, I'm no astrologer, but I do follow the moon cycles. I follow astrology just to make sense of our crazy mm-hmm. experience as humans. Like, <laughs> yeah. What planet is <laughs> retrograding right now? Yeah. Why do I feel this way? <laughs> So, and the true, the same is true for conception. I mean, we're cyclical beings like women, mm-hmm. we're on a cycle. We have yeah. a rhythm. So it, the more that we could tap into that cyclical way of being too, is really supportive for, you know, b- besides I'm ovulating, let's have sex. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's like other factors at, at work. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, this has been a really amazing conversation. We do have to wrap it up because we're running out of time. Yeah. Um, but we're so grateful that you came on to to share a little bit about um, spirit babies and conceiving and womb healing and conscious conception, all that sort of stuff. It, it was an amazing conversation. So where can our, we'll put everything in the show notes, but if you just want to share where our audience can find you um, and, and even like what your what you offer, like what, how you can help others. That would be lovely. Sure. So you can find me at christinemaglenchy.com. You could connect with me on Instagram and I offer one-on-one spirit baby readings. I offer year ahead readings because now we're in the fall and 2023 has been quite the year, quite the doozy. (laughs) We're, We're ready and hoping that 2024 is a lot more peaceful. Um, and I'm launching a course actually on spirit babies. It's called soulful beginnings, a course in spirit babies, because so many women want to, you know, beyond getting the readings, they want to learn, they want to know the connection practices. They want to develop this really special bond with their child. Um, you know, whether or not you decide to birth one in this Mm -hmm. lifetime. So I'm launching that course. So it'll be available as this podcast is out. And yeah, honestly, I just love connecting with the community and and being of service. So feel free to message me or, or email me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, I guess we will see everybody next week. Bye.